This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the Doctrine of Truth. We want you to enjoy, sit back, relax, and be enlightened by the true word of God. With your host, Bishop Algie B. Poole, Jr. We're kind of uh, setting out the direction of the end time, which we all see now. Those that say they don't believe in the Bible, well, we, we, they should question themselves, amen, about the Bible is fulfilling itself, and we can see it all now. In the book of Matthew, 24th chapter, amen, uh, the 24th chapter, and Jesus talking to his disciples about the building, about the temple that's going to be torn down, and he's talking to his disciples about, amen, things that's going to be coming in the future. There are many thinking that, amen, they can turn the direction of God's word and turn things that uh, he said through fasting and praying. But, but at the same time, we have to understand that salvation is true and healing is true. Amen. And evil is true. Amen. Everything else God said is true. So we just can't pick and choose what we want to be involved in because the fact that we are in the ones that are falling into that deception, the lies, the, doc the doctrine that uh, Paul had talked about in the last uh, Timothy, around Timothy, he was saying that uh, doctrine of devils and all that is a deception. The enemy always pick after God's word like he did in the Garden of Eden. He used God's word against his own people. Even after they had, he had told a mouth to mouth almost, amen, Adam and Eve, don't eat. He told them, don't do this. There was no churches, no preachers, no false doctrine, but the enemy, he carries Deception. In other words, he carries information that calls you to hurt yourself. Because in fact, God made man and it was well done. Amen. When he, everything God made was good and very good. And God gave Adam, amen, all the information and all the intelligence he needed to create, uh, to talk to animals and get their name. And he brought it back to God. God said, what do you call this one? Elephant, what you call that one? God told, God told Adam to name him. He, he didn't name the animals. God named, I mean, Adam, Adam named things. Adam and, <coughs> Adam and did all, of, all the culture. He did all the dressing of the trees and the flowers. Amen. God just told him, go do this. And Adam did it his own way. Amen. And God accepted that. Amen. So we look in the book of Matthews and we are on the theme of uh, you cannot change to stop the events that's happening. You can't stop it. I know we're concerned now about all the wars that's happening and we thank God for missionaries that made it, made it back from different areas where they're doing all the bombing and shooting. Amen. And mm. we're praying for those that are still in the area. Yes. Amen. Taking the gospel throughout the world. But you can't change the events. 
We can't change the events. When God told Noah, Noah to build an ark, amen, Noah went on and built. Amen. He went out there trying to change the world and tell them about this, that, and the other. Amen. He did what God told him to do. And he saved his family. Amen. Uh, if we can change the world and the events, we wouldn't need no hell. But God knows there's a heaven and there's a hell. Some people will not change their mind. And you just have to realize that and come to the understanding. If God knows the one that loves all of us and all of our discussion and all of falling out and our feelings. Amen. If God knows those that will not change their mind, shake it off and go on and live your life. They're not going to change. So don't you, you can't change them. You can't do everything. You can go plead, plead to God. And, amen. And do everything you think you can do. But God's words are going to come to pass. Jesus said so. He don't lie. And God said so through his son, Jesus Christ. We look in the book of Matthew 24. We're going to read a little bit. Amen. Today we do a lot of uh, open discussions after we lay the foundation of where we're coming from. Matthew 24, and we're just going to pick it up the, 20, the fourth verse of Matthew. Jesus answered and said unto them, he's talking to his disciples now, and he asked his disciples, disciples asked Jesus about, amen, the, the world, when it's going to come to the end. And uh, Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. Amen. Don't let nobody mislead you. About what's happening now. Don't let them mislead you. Deception means mislead. Deceive. For many shall come in my name. I'm reading from King James. Saying I am Christ. And shall deceive many. And you shall hear of walls. And rumors of walls. We have walls now. We have walls now. And one thing about a wall. Amen. We see all these nations trying to. Amen. Trying to negotiate. And the Lord gave me that many years ago. Amen. Isaiah 118 and 19. His people don't know how to how to reason, negotiate. Amen. Sit down and talk. Then come to a common ground. Let us come to a common ground. We don't agree on everything, but what, let's find one thing we can agree on. And he said his people don't know how to do that. Amen. Well, we need to know, we need to know how, amen, to see things. Put ourselves in other people's shoes sometime. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. The end is not yet. So people come, oh, the world's coming to the end. Say, hold on. I believe the Bible because God saved me, and that's why I have to believe the whole Bible. The whole and then God read it, and I, I see right here, God says, not, it, the end is not yet. Oh, it's coming. No, the end is not yet. The seventh verse, for nation shall rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be phantoms, Fans. pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse places. We have that. In California, if you, if you would Google California and Japan, they have earthquakes, so many earthquakes a day. Amen. They little tribbles, tribbles they call. And some places, they, when they do construction, they don't tie the window down completely seal it because the one to be shattering a little by little all the time because of the earthquakes. Amen. Those areas. Amen. 
And they shall deliver you up and be up to be afflicted and shall kill you and shall be hated and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. Amen. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Amen. Sin, iniquity, all kind of sin. All kind of sin. Uh, I don't see this in the Bible about smoking marijuana or gambling or playing the lottery. I don't see that. The Bible didn't say completely that that's an iniquity. Tell them to look up on the iniquity. Oh, I don't, I don't well, look up on lasciviousness. They look, have them look up all those different things. Amen. The love of people that you think should have the love of God, amen, they're going to wax cold. They're going to be turning cold shoulders to you. Say, wonder why they be profiling you. Oh, you're going to be the same as what happened down the street. You act just like the person. No, they just profile you. you you're not that way in your heart. You're not that way. But because of people that have done it to them many times before, they're going to turn cold to you. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. So we have the endurance. Amen. We got to endure because things will be coming upon the land. Now, what Jesus said here, and we want to be careful and try to give you this revelation. Because of end time things that are happening, do not look at that and get sidetracked, if I can use that term, that you don't get overlooking the whole picture. The whole picture is that uh, God is, Jesus is coming back at his church. Coming back. He's coming, the second coming. He's coming back at his church. And he's letting you know, they ask him when is, is the, the end time is coming into the whole world. Now, if you look in Revelation 21, amen, for uh, one second here, let's go to Revelation 21, amen. When I was coming up, amen, in the early 80s, they said, don't read the book of Revelation. God don't want us to read that. Well, I'm sorry, the, the whole Bible has been given by the inspiration of God, that the holy men of God can write. Amen. God breathed on people, just like he breathed on pastors and ministers, inspired them to write. Amen. Man don't have this kind of knowledge and, and foresight, amen, to, to foresee this, this far in the future. Amen. Because God made him. Revelation 21 said, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth was passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem. I you say the old Jerusalem. He said the new Jerusalem. Coming down from God out of heaven. Now remember, the gospel is about God uh, sent his son. This is God's gospel. That's what Thessalonians says. Amen. The gospel of God. Amen. The good news about what God did. God so loved the world. He sent Jesus. Jesus didn't send God. Jesus is God, but in the flesh, he's a word. But this is God's gospel. This is God's news. He loved the world. He created the world. 
Amen. Psalm 24 says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So God, God, amen. So he made a new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride or daughter for her husband. Now the church is the bride. We are as the bride adored for her husband. Jesus coming back at the church. We are, we are, that's why we go to church, to clean up, to get right. Well, uh, God can, Jesus can accept us, the bridegroom can come back at us. We are his bride. You don't hear too much about the church is, is the bride and Jesus is the bridegroom. You don't hear too much about that. But we are God's church. We are his, his, his bride. And that's why he said if you're coming back at a church without a spot or wrinkle, you know, before you get married and you come together, you try to get rid of all old past, old people, then you can start out a brand new, fresh life together. Everybody cleaning together and make a whole new, different world for each other. So it's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. So all of this got to be passed away. All this going to pass away. And he said, I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he shall dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. Amen. And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, neither shall be any more pain. Somebody can say amen. For the former things are passed away. Amen. The devil going to be defeated. Death going to be defeated. Amen. Everybody dying. That's one thing. Amen. We all will go through that. Amen. Uh, one more enemy of the human race be dealt with is the deaf angel. Amen. And God, amen. That's why Jesus rolled from the dead. Amen. Defeat death. Death don't have no more power over the children of God. The children of God already died. When they accept Christ and been born again and been washed in the blood of the Lamb, Amen. All of that's gone. Because we don't die no more. The Bible said the song that we're saying, saints don't die, they just sleep away. They just sleep away. The body be there, but we are, we be gone. The real person in you be gone. Amen. Because we are we are body, soul, and spirit. And we are we are spirit living, living in a body right now. That's what we are. Amen. And the, the revelation we, we want to focus on, amen, is Revelation, the book of Revelation 13, 16, and 18. In the same book, the book of Revelation 13 through 16, uh, 16th verse through the, six, to the 18th verse, the book of Revelation. Why the whole world is involved with financial trouble. Now, if we just sat back and look at the walls and the rumors of walls and the uh, uh, all of the trouble going on in the land, we're missing 
what the devil is trying to do. And that's why you constantly say prayerful. And then you begin to realize it's not, it's not just happening to you. If you keep focusing on yourself, you'll miss it. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. To constantly look at yourself. Oh, why this happened to me? And Peter had said in the, in the book of, uh, in, uh, in one of the uh, Peter epistles that don't think it's strange that whatever happened to you is only, you're the only one. No, you're not the only one that's happening to you. It's happening to everybody all over the world. Almost everybody being sick. Everybody was hit with COVID-19. Amen. It was all over the world. This one just in the United States or just in, down here in this area. It was all over the world. Wonder why is that so? If we keep looking at our backyard and our neighborhood and our family, amen, you'll miss the whole picture. Amen. And saints of God, we have to look at if God loved the world, why the whole world is having problems? The whole world is having problems because we, the human race, have an enemy and he's out to destroy the human race. And this is why Christ sent the church and he sent Noah to build an ark in the beginning. Amen. To save his people. Amen. The ark saved people and someone even thinking about it. It was married and given in marriage. They weren't even thinking about what the thing Noah told them why he was building the ark. Why are you going to church? People say, why do you keep going to church? Why do you keep going to church? Noah, why do you keep building this ark? Why do you keep building this ark, Noah? And he was telling them it's going to rain. Why do you keep going to church? God said he's coming back. Why you could they keep doing everything they constantly doing? Marriage, giving in marriage, they ain't slowing down, and after a while it started raining. Then they want to get in. But Noah but Noah could not open the door. God closed the door. Well. God closed the ark up. If Noah could unlock the not the, the lock, the ark, amen, it probably wouldn't be it would probably been torn down because so many people were trying to climb in there. But God closed the door. Amen. You have to understand, you should thank God that God has the, this is his earth and this is his judgment because we, of course, we're going to let everybody in. In the ark, of course, we want everybody to be saved. But God loved the world, but also the 17th verse says, 316, the 17th verse, we are condemned already. Those that don't believe in him are condemned already. Everybody read John 3, 16, God loved the world. God is not going to destroy the world. Yeah, but John 3, 16, 17 says, he that believeth, let me, let's read the 17th verse of John 3, 16. And read the 17th verse. Amen. The 16, you have to read the whole things. Many times you have to read the whole chapters to get the whole thrust of the thought. John 3, 16 and the 17th, 17th verse. Amen. Out of the King James. Some of you might have other Bibles. Amen. They always reflect. I go to 16 and King James and I go to other Bibles. I look at other translations. Get uh, John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. 17 verse For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world People think churches come in to condemn their lifestyle. But that the world through him might be saved. 18 verse, he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name 
of the only begotten Son of God. They are condemned already. Already they are condemned. But they think the church, the lifestyle that, that Jesus brought by living holy is what condemning them. No, it's not condemning them. Wow. Jesus didn't come to condemn. Why, 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 why would he die on the cross and be beat and spit on and thrust through the side and go to hell and go down with Bell Buzzable and, and preaching? God, God reached out and brought him up. That's my own, that's my beloved son. Amen. Gave him the victory. He gave the church the victory. That, 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 sound, no, that don't sound like condemnation to me. That sounds like if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will be saved from all of this. But if they don't want it, and that's, that's why God is so good right now, because he's allowing people to make their own choices. All the time, we, we, every day, make choices. You made a choice, you come to church. You made a choice. What you're going to do this afternoon, you, that's your choice. Where you're going, that's your choice. Amen. It's full of choices. That's, why, that's what love say. You choose. Which way are you going to go? Amen. But he also give, he also is compassionate enough to give us some true information. Why the whole world is going through agonies and fights and, and uh, phantoms and pestilence in diverse places. Danger and people starving. And disease everywhere. I mean everywhere. Third world uh, Africa. Ethiopia. Uh, uh, South America, China, everywhere you look, there's disease. Everywhere you look, there's somebody shooting or killing somebody. Why? Because the enemy of the human race, Satan, he has an agenda. And through all the chaos, and, and listen to what he says, Revelation, the 13th chapter, amen, the 16th verse of the of Revelation. 14 chapter of Revelation and the 16th verse. 13. 13 chapter, I'm sorry, of Revelation, 13 chapter of Revelation and the 16th verse. And he calls all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark in their right hand or uh, in their forehead that no man might buy or sell. Save he that has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. His wisdom, let them that has understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man and his number is six hundred, three scores and six. Now, the weapons of the devil is one number one is food. He tempted Adam and Eve with food. In the Garden of Eden, he told Eve, don't eat of the tree. He was tempting her to disobey God, but he used food. He used what she saw, and, and he went against God's word. Temptation and food is two things that the enemy used. Temptation and food. We hungry. My children is hungry. I have to do something because God gave us food. The enemy used food against you. And the next thing he's going to use, which it is, is the biggest thing, is religion. 
I'm right, you long, I'm, 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 I'm worshiping this God. And idolatry is the biggest thing among God's people because all of us came out of false doctrine. We came out of worshiping the devil some type of way. Idolatry. You say, well, I don't know. Well, this time of year, Christmas tree coming up. Some believe in Jesus. Some believe in trees and all type of things uh, for Christmas. Then they got New Year's. They got all this good luck buying, buying <laughs> collard greens and throwing salt over their dough and all this. They get money every year. They're still broke. Amen. They got all this thing for, for good luck. Um, birthday mob, trinkets on the arm and neck. You know, grandmama had this. They got statues. Amen. They got the Easter egg. They got the eggs for this. They got Easter for this. Not looking at the, you don't know until you come into Christ and start studying. Say, you know what? A trunk or treat is wrong. You know, we, why, why are we wishing the devil? The things that die and go into hell. Amen. Why are we doing that? We don't have to do that no more. Amen. So when you begin to worship God and begin to see the word of God and begin to understand all that's idolatry, the church should not be involved in because of what? It's a de deceiving method that the devil still saying you can do this and still go to heaven. How can you do that? Jesus died. Amen. Jesus already, he done, he done took over the trunk or tree. Jesus done died. He done went to heaven. And now he died and went to hell the first time. Went down and got all the skeletons and the witchcraft workers, all the demons and all that. With the, the walking dead done seen him. Everything you want to see. Uh, Freddy Krueger and all of them seen Jesus down there. All these hateful movies. Jesus rose up from all of that foolishness. He's not in that boat anymore. So we done, rise, we done rose up against all of that. Don't bother us no more. It shouldn't bother you no more. We don't, we don't fear. Paul said, God has not given us that spirit of fear anymore. Because through Jesus Christ. Because the name. So the, the thing is, if you go today right now, you need food. And you don't have the mark. What you going to do? If you get up tomorrow morning and you don't have a job to go out in the, in the marketplace to protect your family and you know you need the 666, what's going to happen? If you get up the next day and say, well, I'm going to sell this house, sell this car, so I can get some money, so I can go on and live. But every time you turn around, they want to know, well, sir, do you have the mark? Ma'am, do you have the mark? No, I don't have the mark. I don't know this. No, you cannot buy or sell anything. See, the enemy, enemy got, he got, he got a plot. Debt is a bad thing. The Bible speaks of debt. He says nothing wrong with debt. Amen. You can have seven days of debt and then release. God don't even know about debt. God said about debt in the book of Deuteronomy. Then he also said the poor will always be with us. Amen. He know people will not that God going to bless and help some people according to their talent. And if he bless you more, then you should be to help those that, that don't have the talent you have. But yet and still, we have to be careful of the traps where you cannot get out of debt unless you sell your soul. That's what it's going to be down. And that's what he's working with. The enemy is working. The, the, the world, banks, all the banks, all the politicians, Everybody you know, 
amen, that have finance, amen, they want you to sell your life, your soul, or you're going to have to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you in bondage, you in prison, amen, if you, if you, if you scuffle it now, amen, if you barely making it now, so what's going to happen if a man show up, a system show up, say, yes, we'll take care of you, but you're going to have to accept this religion. All you have to do is put a mark. Let's take this little mark and, and you accept this religion. Some, some religions we know, some people have given their life because these certain groups have moved in a different country, came in the war and took over country. And if you didn't accept, accept their faith, they cut your head off. That's why a lot of people are under certain faith because they threaten their lives. Amen. But Jesus didn't threaten. Jesus took his own life. But the world is moving through that one, one world system. You cannot change it. And you find that we're going to fast and pray a hundred years. It ain't going to change God's word. In the book of John, we're going to read that. Then we're going to open up the, open up the discussion. Because this materialistic gospel, everybody's been preaching about the materialistic gospel concerning you're going to prosper, you're going to prosper. Amen. And uh, John, I think John uh, 20, uh, no, no, it's not, yes. Is it John, I think it's John, the, uh, well, Matthew's 24 and 24. Matthew's 24. Amen. But Jesus said that, amen, <coughs> my word shall not pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away before one jot and one tilt of my word shall pass away. Amen. God's word, we cannot stop God's word. Matthew 24 and 35. Matthew 24 and 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Jesus is the Logos. He is the word. But what he says is not going to pass away. So the best thing we can do as human, human beings like the uh, like the Ecclesiastes said, we were in Psalm and said, we just a vapor. We just a, we, we just a blade of grass going through. If greater men in us and you, women, cannot stop God's word and change God's word. Amen. It's best that we get saved and stay with God and be in, under his covenant, be under his blood, and do what he told us. He told us to be a witness. Spread the gospel. Tell other people, come on, y'all. But Let's read the word. Let's study the word. Let's pray for our lost brothers and sisters. Because all these things that we see going on mean that the church age is about over. About Jesus is coming. And he's coming back those that are saved, that are his. Not the ones say, I'm, I'm going to get ready now, Jesus. I really didn't believe it. I really didn't believe because I saw that man doing wrong and I didn't want to be like him. When the Lord says, too late. It's too late now.
Amen. He's going to be the one to decide. Thank God. Thank God. I'm not, I'm not strong enough or able enough to see a woman or a man crying and hollering and they know they're going to hell. They say, no, you can't come. I'm not strong enough. But God is. God, he knows. Because every human being carry different spirits. That's one thing. It might be, might be too, much, too much deep for you, what I'm saying now. But when Jesus said, <coughs> Paul said, told Timothy, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. Jealousy is a spirit. Hate is a spirit. So if God take you and we go to heaven, what's coming along with you? Those spirits. Those spirits. And then what? It's not going to be another. God said he bought a new, a new heaven. So that means he got to go, he got to tap that heaven again and go get another heaven? No, he going to decide. He is the one going to make the judgment call. So our job is to tell other people under the compassion of the yes, God love you, he care for you, but he's not going to take you to heaven with the things that you're doing. He love you. Oh, God, nobody love me. But if God don't love you, why he letting you walk this earth? Why he, why, 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 why he letting you enjoy his sunshine, his rain, and, and good oxygen? Love, hate don't do that. Hate to destroy you. Amen. Hateful people will destroy you, but God will allow you to come on and do and move around and talk and do everything because he know you can't destroy him. He, that's, why, that's what love is. Amen. So the, the big picture here, church, that we're working at, but the materialistic gospel that the devil is doing because he told Jesus, if you fall out and worship me, amen, the book of Matthew, the fourth chapter, when he was out there in the wilderness, fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, and the devil came to him with about food. Amen. If you were the son of God, turn these stones into bread. He tempted him about food because he was weak. Amen. He was hungry. Amen. But Jesus said, get behind me. And the second thing he came at him, amen, that if he was supposed to be the child of God and the power of God, if he just jumped down, God will God catch you. Amen. Down. He said, don't tempt God. Don't tempt, don't tempt God. And the last thing he did, he showed them all the material of the New Jerusalem. Show them the world. He said, if you fall down, and that's what many people are falling down because they want the material things of this world. And the devil didn't create nothing. He said, if you fall down and worship me, I'll give you all the riches. And, and Jesus, Jesus told him again, get behind me, Satan. Amen. He's preaching that materialistic gospel. And if you look at Psalmist 1, I'm just throwing this out, then you just go ahead. Amen. That's one of the Psalmist. Amen. About, amen. If you, uh, Psalmist 1, he that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Amen. You listen to people that you know they're not going to church, and they say they're not going to church, and you asking them how to prosper in this world, you're not going to make it. And some of the saints are doing that. Some is one that said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Amen. Not standing in the way of sinners, not sitting in the seat of scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law 
does he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a what? A tree. Now you know certain like trees now, they they drying up because of the winter. It's getting cold. Leaves are falling. But that doesn't mean that tree is dead. Amen. It's shedding. After a while, uh, like the, <laughs> I see here, the, 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 the gardeners and say, well, the sap them went down on the tree now. Amen. So they're shedding the leaves. After a while, they're going to get their strength back during the summer. Amen. They, they get the water, they get the nutrients and the sunlight, and they still see them start stretching out again and shedding more fruit and more leaves. Amen. We shall be like a tree planting. We plant it in Christ. So they see that you don't have nothing now. That don't mean you're not in Christ. The world always likes to say, hey, if you're a child of God, you should, all, you should have this, that, and the other. But remember, you're a tree. These trees out here got more years on us than many things. They got these trees, redwood trees, all these different trees. Amen. They like people. They dry up, but the root ain't gone. That root will come back up. Amen. You shed your leaves. Amen. You might be shedding off bad people, bad habits, bad health, whatever. Then after a while they see you again and say, is that the same person? Because of what? You got another season in your life. Hallelujah. You catching another season. Amen. Psalmist wants that you, and whatever you do, you're going to prosper. Whatever Thank you, Lord. you do, you're going to prosper. Amen. Because God knows you. He knows. Sometimes we got like uh, St. John 15. Amen. He said, God prunes us. Yes. He prunes us. Sometimes, you know, he let things. I don't know why God let that happen, but I know it was God. Amen. Because you wouldn't let it go. He took it away from you. The next thing you know, you got your health again. Got your strength again. Because certain people will suck the life out of you. Certain things, like Paul said, lay aside every weight. Amen. They, they would, I used to love fishing, sports, and everything. But when I got saved, I go to Fish Creek and just go to sleep on the Fish Creek. <laughs> I didn't have no more joy anymore fishing. Go to the ballpark, get tired of sitting up, I just leave and go home. You don't have that more because old things begin to what? Pass. Old things pass. Amen. Your appetite for other things. Begin to grow in you. Amen. So we're in this age. We're in this area that you cannot change the events that's happening, church. You can't change it. But you can see it's passing. That means get ready. We're going home to be with Jesus. So we want to find when we come up before him, he be telling us, well done. That good and faithful servant. You helped some children to come over. You told somebody some price. Since I've been passing, I've ran to a lot of people. They don't even have a Bible in their home. Their mama didn't teach them about God. They're scared to go to church. You say, here's so many lies about church. Then I found some older ones, didn't even read the Bible. They went to a certain faith, amen, that they go, they go there and expect the preacher to preach it. They just hear the preacher preach. But they wouldn't even dare read their Bible. Because they depend on the preacher. But when it comes down to reading and studying the Bible for themselves, they're still young in Christ. So you have a chance to plant the word in them, tell them about Christ, 
give them tracts, tell them about the Bible, and let them learn how to pray, and they begin to grow themselves. It ain't going to change overnight on the outside, but the inside can change. The inside can change. One of the biggest things I had before I retired on my job, amen, why you won't give, up, give, me a, give us a dollar? Some people retired before me. Why you won't give us a dollar? Well, I don't know why you don't want to give us a dollar. Ain't nobody going to know. The church won't know if you give us a dollar. And let's write down a number because we need, we need one more dollar to play the lottery. If we win this thing, now you'll be the only one left on the job. All the time in the world, say, ain't nobody going to know. But you'll know. You want, you're the one gave the dollar. Amen. It just take a little crack in your faith. Then you start what? You start pending on what? That lottery ticket. And they tell you when you walk in the store. What is million to one? Ten million to one you're going to win? They tell you that right, right up front. But then somebody owe you somebody owe you five or ten dollars, you run them down. Where my money at? Where my money at? But you don't see them run the state down. You don't pay one dollar and they're going to tell you you ain't, might as well say, you ain't going to win. All they're doing is taking poor people money. Amen. Giving them false hope. Giving them false hope. Thank you so much for your time today. We hope it was well spent. Joshua 1.8 says, Read and meditate on the word day and night and be careful to do what is written in it and your way will prosper and be successful. We want you all to be successful in the word of God. If you would like to send your prayer request or questions, they're welcome at thedoctrineoftruth@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And if it has been a blessing to you and you would like the true word of the gospel to continue to be spread all over the world, we welcome your donations at P.O. Box 2338, Tallahassee, Florida, 32316. God bless you.